What's up, guys? Welcome back to Open Mic Radio. This is Logan Sims alongside DJ What the Heck for the latest edition. Looking forward to a very, very interesting and fantastic show here. DJ What the Heck, you want to tell the audience who we have joining us today? Yes, so a very special guest indeed. We have Griffin here with us today on Open Mic, and excited to talk to you, Griffin. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, what's up, guys? Thanks for having me. All right, Griffin, and, uh, you know, just to... uh, really kick off this podcast today we're just going to give a little background uh know that you went to southern california where you studied electrical engineering and you know to think that you went from that to producing music is fantastic and uh would you just tell us a little bit about what you thought you were going to do when you were growing up as a kid yeah nice uh nice research done i um yeah i like grew up I mean, I've been in love with music my whole life. Like, I grew up playing piano and guitar, was, like, jamming around in bands and, like, messing around with free loops when I was, like, growing up and stuff. But, yeah, I went to USC to study engineering and thought, like, that was going to be my life because I was going to move back up to the Bay Area, which is where I'm originally from, and just be, like, a little techie nerd. And then I started, like, really falling in love with electronic music while I was in school and kind of like downloaded Ableton and decided like during my off time, like in between classes, I was like in the library or in my dorm, just like messing around with music and making music. Um, and I still even throughout most of school was just kind of like making the music just to see if my friends even dug it. And my sort of goal was just like, if my friends played it at their apartment parties, like that was, kind of like the biggest goal to achieve at the time. I was just like, I never even thought I was going to do it as a career. And you know, I started putting stuff up on SoundCloud just kind of for fun. And then blogs started picking it up and people started asking for the songs and record labels started all of a sudden contacting me to do remixes and stuff. And then I just sort of kind of went from that world of just like putting stuff up for fun on SoundCloud and just kind of continue to, to snowball into what it eventually is now so it's like it's pretty crazy to think that like you know my path diverged so much from where i thought it was going to be when i entered school but i'm like obviously over the moon about how things have turned out for myself and my my life has just taken like a turn for the much better um so it's been, it's been a great journey so far is there anything that you would change about it even any small details um I mean, honestly, I don't know. I mean, I, everything has just been like an unexpected but awesome journey so far. Like, I don't really have any regrets um, at this time. Like, it's just been so fun and unexpected. And I think kind of like going into it um, without any expectations and kind of going in naive was like one of the best things that could happen to me because I just kind of like, you know, jumped at every opportunity and was just so so excited to just be a part of everything that it's just like, it's been it's just been an awesome journey. And you you mentioned that uh, you know obviously you made your own music when you were in college, and then different uh, producers were reaching out to you asking you to make remixes. Would do you prefer more of the remixing style or actually coming up with your original content? Um, I mean, I'm definitely more into doing my own stuff now. Like, I, I don't get me wrong, I love to do a good remix. Like. It's just, uh, it's really fun at times because I can just kind of step into like a different world and just sort of like reimagine an already like very well 
written and constructed song. Um, so there's like a lot of fun in like being able to flip something to like a totally different like feel and production. But at this point in my career, I'm, I'm definitely like, um, really wanting to focus on my own stuff now. And now I'm like in writing sessions where I'm, you know, it's like a, it's basically like a blank, a blank piece of paper. And it's just like, what do we want to talk about today? Like, what do we want this song to be about? Which is a much different process for me, but it's like more rewarding creatively to be a part of a song from zero to 100 versus like, you know, doing a remix, you're coming in when the song is already written and stuff and then just producing it. So it's, um, they're both awesome experiences, but they're very different. Mm-hmm. But right now, I'm focusing a lot more on my original music. Okay. And then looking from the producing side to the performing side, uh, when the Chainsmokers came to mm-hmm. Raleigh last year, I know that you were there uh, performing as well, and I attended that concert, mm-hmm. and it was an absolute pleasure of a surprise when I realized that you were performing as well, because I had been listening to your music. And one thing that I noticed was just how you take the music that you produce and the remixes that you do and you don't just you go out there and you make it a show. I think from the videos I've seen of other DJs performing, you are one of the most diverse performers. What goes into uh, you know, producing these shows? Uh, do you have a choreograph a choreographer? Like you don't as much dance, but just the way you move from instrument to instrument is entertaining. What goes into producing a show? Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> I appreciate the kind words. Absolutely, um, and I mean them. It, it was like very entertaining dance watching or anything. But uh, <laughs> nice, thanks, man. Um, yeah, I don't have like. Uh, I, I guess I mean there's a lot of like there's so much that goes into like planning and preparing the actual like live project file, um, and all the way the way I'm like you know, tweaking the amp, the guitar amps and the sound of the guitar sort of translate while live, like doing different kind of different synth patches um, to perform it live. So it feels similar, but a little bit different from the mastered version of the song. And the whole like concept of moving from instrument to instrument, like it definitely takes a lot of practice. Like I've had a ton of rehearsals time before I go out and do shows where I'm just kind of like sitting there in a rehearsal space, practicing, going through the motions and the performance elements of it to make sure that when I step on stage, it's it's as tight as I can possibly get at that time. Um, So yeah, I think like it's a lot different from the DJ stuff where, you know, there is prep involved for a DJ set, obviously, but um, it's definitely not nearly as involved. Um, And I do enjoy the live stuff, just being kind of like a musician my whole life and playing, you know, classical piano stuff and rock stuff on the guitar. Like, I just enjoy the aspect of performing with instruments. And um, to be able to sort of translate that in like a dance music concert type setting has been really rewarding for me. And, um, you know, I feel like, you know, the fans that aren't expecting that but then see it um, usually are pretty surprised and, and, and excited about about a show that I'm that I'm giving to them. So you are able to play a bunch of instruments, like you said, like guitar and piano. Are there any instruments that you would like to learn yet? Um, I don't know how to do any like brass stuff. So anything like related to like trumpet, trombone, anything like that. Like I just am so so unfamiliar with. Um, that could be kind of cool. 
um, to learn, or like a string, or like a like a violin or a cello or something like that. It just would be really cool to like understand and know how to play an instrument like that. I'd like to get better at drums. I mean, I can hold a beat and I can do like you know my regular STD triggers and toms and stuff like that. But I'd like to be better at that too. Um, it's just hard though with how much get time I dedicate to being on the road touring and then when I'm home and trying to make music. So it's, it's kind of hard to like pick up new instruments, but ultimately I'd love to kind of dabble with more stuff for sure. I vote saxophone. I love me a good saxophone, but, uh, yeah, that would be sick. So we mentioned the Chainsmokers concert last year, and I know that you just literally just got done with a a tour in Europe where you were with Kygo. Um, will you tell me a little bit about mm-hmm. first what it was like working with the Chainsmokers and then what were some experiences that you had this latest tour with Kygo and what it's like working next to other artists like that? Um, yeah, it's awesome. I mean, last year, both of the tours were similar in terms of like size. They're basically for like arena level tours. So um, it was an awesome experience getting to be able to play in front of an audience like that and just be in those huge rooms. Um, and being on tour with both those crews, you just like, it's been, it was an awesome experience for both of them because I get, I've known those guys, the Chainsmokers guys in Kyo for a while. Um, so, but to be able to like go around with them and like share music and just like kick it outside of like a festival or one-off concert type event was really cool. Um, now I, you know, like I consider them acquaintances really before, but now they're just like good friends. So it's been kind of cool to like develop a relationship with these guys. and They're just all, both these groups are doing incredibly well. It's really inspiring to see um, how they've been able to be so successful. And, and uh, yeah, it's it a really cool experience working with uh, both, both those guys for sure. So now kind of shifting to your recent release and nobody compares to you, which is actually number four on our Wolf Bites mm-hmm. top 50 charts as of right now. Um, just kind of tell us about a oh, little about that awesome, song. Man. Yeah. Um, just want to tell us about a little how that one came about. Yeah, um, I had been, I've been working with these guys, the Futuristics for a little while. Um, just on like production stuff and just like two really cool, um, guys that make, uh, really good music. They had got in on a session with this girl, Katie Clinton, um, who had like a concept for what she wanted the song to be about. Um, and kind of had like the nobody compares to you kind of singing in her head when she walked into the session and just kind of like loved the idea immediately and started rolling out with it, flushing out the idea. And then it was kind of like a piano ballad at first. It was actually kind of like a sad song when I originally constructed it. And then um, I basically sat on it for a few weeks and then sort of came back in, took all the um, original like piano organ type vibes off and then sort of reproduce the track to give it kind of like an uplifting, chill, dancey feel. Um, and yeah, that one took, you know, like a few weeks to really like hammer it out well, but overall it went pretty quickly and I love Katie's voice so much on it. Um, but I just decided to keep her on it and not even look for another artist and just put it out. And 
now it's uh i'm really proud of it it's like a really really cool song and um i'm glad to hear that you guys are supporting it that's what's awesome man so thank you yeah of course of course um so then upcoming events and shows we saw you are going to be at edc coming up i believe it was in may Kind of I believe it's March, correct? March, March, okay, yeah. Yeah, it's either, it might even, yeah, it's in May, yeah. Okay, yeah. It's earlier this year. So, looking forward to that, I assume. Yeah, definitely. EDC is, I played for my first time last year, um, and I think, I did it fully live last year, and I'll be doing a DJ set, I believe, this year. Um, but, yeah, I'm excited to go. It's like, incredible spectacle the production and stage designs are like unreal out there and it's just a great um a great like atmosphere to be playing music and connecting with fans of fans of dance music definitely like one of the marquee events of the year so uh, i'm definitely looking forward to it and i'm also looking forward to it being in may instead of june or july or whenever it was because it was like 100 degrees at night last year it was insane so hopefully it won't be quite as hot this year, but uh, definitely amped and looking forward to the EDC again. Is there any new music on the docket that the fans can be looking forward to in those upcoming events in the tour? Yeah, definitely. I'm actually working really hard on the album right now, um, and I'm aiming to put it out um, in the fall of this year. So as the summer goes on, yeah, I'll definitely be incorporating some more of that music into my into my sets and I'll definitely have some special edits and then new material for the EDC show. So yeah, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to uh, incorporating the new music into my sets and seeing how people people react. But. As are the fans, I'm sure. I'm looking forward to it. And going from looking forward to one, one more time, just looking back at one more song, uh, I know that Feel Good, where you teamed up with Elenium, and I know that song featured Die. That was in our mm-hmm. top ten for many weeks. Uh, could you? I love just hearing about the interactions between artists on on our show. So, what was it like working with Elenium and then working with Die on that song? It was awesome, man. Like I consider them both to be really good friends of mine now. Um, their song originally started with. Um, Dea actually, uh, wrote a lot of it with this guy, Toby Gad, um, like an LA based songwriter who like, has written like amazing music over the span of the last 20 years even. Um, and it sent over kind of like a rough idea and I've been a fan of Dea's for a while and she obviously had that huge success in Chainsmokers. So, um, once I, when I got that, and I immediately told her, like, I love this, I want to work on this. Um, started kind of, like, putting it together um, myself, and I had some ideas that I liked for it, but I wasn't quite stoked on exactly, like, the full final direction of it. No, the tour was in Denver, which is where Nick, Elenian, is based. And I hit him up, and I was like, yo, Nick, like, we've been talking back and forth for a while just his friends and stuff and I hit him up was like yo I actually have this song that I feel like you know if we teamed up together you can kind of help take it next level um I sent it over to him and he immediately was like dude this is sick like come over to my spot in Denver like I'm here like let's work on it 
And so right when the tour's over, I pushed my flights back another day and I went over to his house and we started working on it. Um, and immediately came up with like some really cool ideas. And then I flew back to LA and then for the next, you know, month or two, we kind of just kept passing it back and forth. And every time like I added stuff, he was like, Oh, this is amazing. Like, let me get in there. And he would work on the song and add some more stuff. You're like, oh, that's amazing. You're just like kept getting better and better as we passed it back and forth. And then it got to a certain point where we saw it was good enough to send it back to Dayash. She was like, I love where you guys took this. And then we got back in the studio in LA and wrote a bridge and an extra verse and kind of like flushed out the song more. Um, and then that was pretty much it. And then we put it out like a month later. So, um, so kind of like the whole concept behind it. And we were all really happy with how it turned out. And, I consider them both like really good friends of mine before. Yeah. We were like kind of acquaintances and now we're all just like super tight. So it's been a, it was an awesome experience working with them. And it turned out to be a fantastic song that I enjoy each and every time I hear it. So thank you so much. And thank you to Elenium and, and Daya for that. Cause that was a fantastic song. Thanks man. Well, Griffin, that is unfortunately all the time we have for today, but from DJ at the Heck and Wolf Bites Radio, myself, Logan Sims, just want to extend a great thank you to you for taking time out of your day to speak with us. It, it has meant a lot. Yeah, of course, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks, and, Griffin. <laughs> and to all the fans out there, if you have an opportunity to see Griffin perform live, I 110% recommend it because he is an absolute wonder of a performer to watch, and he has some great music. I know that you will be live this weekend in New Orleans at the Buku Music and Art Project, so uh, I recommend anyone around that area to make their way out there. And best of luck in your upcoming tours, and again, just thank you. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. appreciate it. And that is all the time again we have. Thank you so much from DJ What The Heck, Logan Sims. You have been listening to this open mic podcast featuring Griffin today. That is all the time we have, and we will see you next time on Open Mic on Wolf Bites Radio, home of NC State's best music.